In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you may be seated. So, uh, I am one of those old people that hangs out on Facebook. I hang out on Facebook because it gives me a chance to keep in touch with friends close and far away and to make new connections with people that I would like to know a little bit. And it's fun. I follow a number of Episcopal priests on Facebook, and I was reading one priest's notes during this week, and she was really not happy about having to preach this Sunday. She said, here it is again, the transfiguration. I have to preach about the transfiguration every single year. And I cannot, for the life of me, think about anything new that I could possibly say about the transfiguration. Well, I'm sympathizing with her this morning because I didn't know that I was going to be preaching on the transfiguration. I can think of an awful lot of old things that are worth remembering to say about the transfiguration. But let's just start with the story, and I'm going to note some of the things that it calls back to in the Bible and some that it points ahead to. Our first reading was the reading in which Moses didn't notice after he had talked to God that his face was shining. In the time of the Old Testament, it was initially believed that if anyone looked directly at God, they would not survive the encounter. And so we know that Moses ascended the top of the mount and was protected by a cloud. But apparently, a direct encounter with God still changed him in ways that were visible to his followers. Here in the story of the Transfiguration, before anyone even speaks and in the voice of God, Jesus' face and garments are shining, radiant, shining like the sun. Apparently, even for God's Son, that encounter changed him in ways that were visible to those who were with him. Now, Peter and James and John would have, should have, been familiar with the story of Moses. So you might think that they might have caught on to what was going on when they saw their teacher, their beloved friend and leader, transfigured before them. But they did not. They were so excited by the sight of Moses and Elijah 
that Peter's only thought was to make it possible for them to have the experience again. Apparently, they weren't listening closely to what the conversation was between Jesus and Moses and Elijah because they were talking about what was going to happen soon in Jerusalem. Apparently, the disciples missed that part. That makes me feel a little better about myself because I think in my own life I have missed the point many times. I am not Jesus. I'm not even Peter. And heaven knows Peter was not easy. You'll remember that in our story today, we're told that Peter and James and John were almost overcome by sleep as they were up at the top of the mountain with Jesus. Soon, too soon, they would be with Jesus again and they would be overcome by sleep in the garden the night before Jesus was delivered to death. So we look back and we look forward. And then the cloud comes. Again, you might think that they would have an idea what was going on if they were familiar with the story of Moses. A cloud comes and surrounds them. And from the cloud, the voice comes, the same voice that spoke to Moses as he was engaged in leading God's people out of Egypt. That same voice told those disciples that Jesus was his son and, for good measure, told them, listen to him. Listen to him. Listen to him. Now, it's a cloudy day out, but I don't imagine that a cloud is going to come in here and overcome us so that we become terrified. I also don't imagine that we're going to actually see Jesus today, transfigured, radiant, glowing. And I don't imagine that we're going to hear the voice of God proclaiming that Jesus is his son. But the story of the transfiguration, we can see as a story that comes up for us every year and hopefully in our lives more than once. It is the story of those moments when we get a flash, just a flash, of who it is that we belong to, who it is that comes to us in communion, who it is that saved us and walks beside us still. I hope for my sake, 
that I will learn to listen better during those times when the light shines and I know that Jesus is near. I hope for all of our sake that those times will come for us when we need them most, when we are lonely or hurting or doubtful or isolated or in pain. I hope for all of us that Jesus will grant that flash of light that reminds us who Jesus is, who we are, and whose we are. Amen.